today we're going to be talking about The Fate of the Furious and Gifted, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt Jason Statham. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and who am I today, Matt? I'm with Joel Cadbury Cunningham. Cadbury Cunningham. Is it because I brought the candy in for us? Yes. Oh. I'm 13 peanut butter cups deep. <laughs> You're growing a pound by the minute. Yes. Yes. I do like those Cadbury eggs. I haven't had one yet this year. I had one tonight. You had one tonight. I oh, it was I wish a you brought caramel some. Cadbury egg. And <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. I don't even know what they put in those. It's just like essence of goodness that they distill down and make sugar out of. It's like two parts caramel, (laughs) one part sugar, and three parts love. I can't, I'm sure it's not real egg. That's my only thought on it. It might be. It might be. Well, there you go. Well, it's so great to have all of you here joining us for the podcast, where we actually do talk about films a lot, but we like to talk about a lot of other fun stuff. And, uh, you know, we are this kind of a show here. What we like to do is we try to play off this idea where Matt tends to be a bit more of a kind of a fan of overall films and fanatical i guess yes, fanatical <laughs> it makes you sound a little scary and then uh i tend to be a bit more of a critic so we kind of do that fan versus critic perspective here in the way that we review our films right matt right yeah so why don't you let them know a few ways that they could get connected to us right here at the get-go yeah totally so you can get connected with us at real review media on basically every social media platform so that's facebook at real review media twitter and instagram the same and um other than that, you can connect with us on our website as well at uh, realreviewmedia.com and then email us, get in touch with us, ask us questions, <laughs> say what's up, <laughs> and uh, at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. So that's real spell R-E-E-L. I figured out the Yo. one social media we don't have. What's that? Snapchat. Probably don't need it though. We don't need it, yo. <laughs> we could be snapping people all throughout our recording here. Yeah. Okay. I just. Well, it wasn't until like two weeks ago you realized we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. Have, we didn't have a tw- or we did have a Twitter we, account. We have a Twitter account. Yeah, that's a fail on my part. So. That's all all right. right. Well, thank you, Matt, for letting people know how they can get connected to us. And uh, as Matt said, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> any thoughts, any perspectives, get connected on social media. And so, with that being the case, Matt. Why don't we get into our first film that we're going to be talking about today? One of the major studio releases we had. Over this coming, uh, over this past weekend, I should say, yes. which was the fate of the furious, the fate yes. of the furious. Yes, would you like to take us in on that one? I'm going to. So, the fate of the furious. When a mysterious woman seduces Dom into the world of terrorism and a be- uh, and a betrayal of those closest to him, the crew face trials that will test them as never before. <laughs> that as the description, the official description on IMDb, but uh, stars. Uh, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne Johnson. I can't say it like you can say it. Statham. Statham. Yeah. And then Dwayne Johnson, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, uh, Charlize Siren, Kurt Russell, uh, Natalie Emanuel, Luke Evans, Elsa Pataki. <laughs> All the above. Oh, that's uh, Elsa. That's um, that's Thor's wife. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. In real life. In real life, yeah. Not in the movie. (laughs) Thor's wife shows up in the movie. Surprise, spoilers in the new movie. (laughs) Thor's married. There you Um, go. But uh, yeah, so... I saw this movie. Yeah. And we've been talking about this movie, right? So, I mean, we going into it, um, I mean, we've kind of prefaced it, you know, these are those like kind of 
fun, dumb, shut your brain off movies or whatever. Yeah, you don't have to take them too serious. I would say they've gotten much more serious over the years. They've gotten more, we talked about a kind of, I don't know what you would call it. It's like racing espionage. It's like right. a mixture. It's like race banage. <laughs> race <laughs> Sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> but it's this mixture of cars and racing and over-the-top stunts with some sort of espionage-type elements so, in so, a very ridiculous <laughs> fashion. So here's the deal with this movie, all right? Yes, yeah. It's dumb. It's over-the-top. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah. but I liked it. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and that's our review for The Fate of yes, the Yes, done. Next. <laughs> so okay. why don't you talk a bit about some of the stuff that you did like then? Yes, uh, I loved um, the action set pieces. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I, I felt like... Th- I will say this. In this movie, they do bring the cheesiness to another level mm-hmm. um, with a couple of things. One of those things is a bit spoilery, so I won't get specific on it. Yeah. But um, it's it's fun. All the action stuff is fun. And there's some cool spectacle moments. There's no like uh, spectacle moments, I would say, that would equal the um the over the top draws, the old jumping one. jumping from car cars yeah, from, from d- buildings in dubai, yeah, dubai yeah. so that, i would say i would agree with that as well i thought the last one not this one the last the prior one fury 7 was more ridiculous yeah not that anything that happened in this one wasn't at times very ridiculous submarine right but it it <laughs> felt more like they just were like let's do something crazy now in the yeah. last one and then they just did it like yeah jumping their car out of the buildings in Dubai I don't know yeah I don't know if you can top that but I mean there's <laughs> going to be two more movies so yeah. we'll see what they plan next That's but true. for the most part I had fun with it one of my favorite scenes and you see this in the trailer too is when uh, Cypher or Charlize Theron's character they take control of all the cars yeah. in New York that's a really cool and scene. there's a scene one one scene in particular while that's happening all these cars are being driven towards uh, this limousine and there's a scene where they're all turning a corner at the same time and they start <laughs> they like start piling, piling up, up. Yeah. it reminded me of World War Z I would say that too yeah <laughs> and she even said like time for like the zombie car attack right. yeah and which... I was like I was like oh that's kind of crazy I, I don't yeah, know yeah. I just like seeing that I thought it was really cool yeah and then when they started falling out of the buildings I thought that was pretty sweet yeah that was an excellent use of the slow-mo they yeah kind of set that up and make you anticipate something right. happening yeah <laughs> I thought that was cool too um the Rock was good, and Jason Statham yeah. was good. <laughs> um, I like their chemistry together. While it did seem, uh, I hate seeing it seemed unrealistic because of <laughs> Jason Statham's history. We're going to use the a team. word here. We talked about a lot. It's very similitude, and they've done a good job at this point. I think setting up the rules of the Fast and the Furious world, right? You know, and so within that mindset of the rules of the Fast and Furious world. It made sense, right? Is what you're saying. Yeah. It makes sense, yes, but not in a real world. Sense. Not in a real world sense at all. No, not <laughs> but at yeah, all. you're right. They set up the world good from probably four or five on. I'd say. Yeah, I think because the I think I think I saw the we talked about this. I saw the first one, mm-hmm. and then I I think I saw a bit of the second one, but it was so ridiculous. And then I didn't see Tokyo Drift, which I think was the third that's, one. That's fine. You can miss that one, right? It's... And then I came back into it. I think on the sixth one. Mm. So this is my this I saw the last one and the one before, um, and I felt like they were doing a better job of getting much because they were getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah. And then the, the when I went to go back and see them again, they felt like they were more totally focused. Right. They felt more well structured, and they still had the ridiculous elements to them. Yeah. But they felt like they fit like the world rules kind of yeah. were realistic in a sense. So I will say this, in this 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 will kind of factor into how I rate this at the end, but I. I was able to enjoy myself more in this movie mm-hmm. than I was in um, 
Fast Seven. Is that what it was called? I think Fury it was Fast Seven. Fury Seven. Yeah. Okay. So I'll double check. I, I say that not because necessarily I will say like the filmmaking was a better quality, but I say that because I enjoyed it more because every time um, in the seventh one. Paul Walker showed up. I just got yeah. kind of sad, and it was right. kind of like that, like emotional heft. So I watched it once, and I and I don't know if I could watch it again, honestly. And wow. Just, and we'll kind of have fun with it, you know. I, I mean, got you. Obviously, I could watch it. We've seen movies before where actors have passed away. Like mm-hmm. The Dark Knight is a good example. Of yeah. That. I see. He. I'm like, yeah, that's really sad, but this movie is excellent. It'll be a consideration, I'm sure, for the new Star Wars coming out. Right. You know, exactly. Sure, and everything. Yeah. So, I, 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 the enjoyment level is is something that I. It, it just it was just so fresh in my mind going to the seventh one. This one, that wasn't necessarily looming over it. While there were elements of it, like some like callbacks or whatever to it, but I did I was able to enjoy myself a little bit more. Uh, there's a twist in this movie that I actually was a bit surprised about. I was mm-hmm. kind of I was like, oh wow, all right, okay. you know, yeah. And it's it's which part was that? Because that wasn't one that I well I no think the was... the twist I would say is what is is why Dom is kind of betraying his quote unquote oh, family. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I was kind of like ah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about this thing. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where my mind was like, okay, I, I got you. And then yeah. and then something happens with that later that I was like, ooh, it was like, ooh, this is this is dark for a second here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will say this too to go back to the Paul Walker portion we were talking about there. They kind of in a way, it felt like they had a person that they were not trying to put in his place. But with the the tag team leader guy, the new guy, Corey Maurer, the actor, um, it felt like they were in a way kind of trying to sort of maybe kind of fill a bit of a role there with him. But it wasn't like a super over the top thing. It was Wait, who kind are you of, talking about? I think I'm talking about I'm Scott Eastwood. Yeah, no, I'm ta- not talking about Scott Eastwood. I was talking. I'm talking. Oh yeah, sorry, Scott Eastwood, little nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said I said the wrong guy. I said Corey Maurer. No, it's all good. Yeah, I was talking about <laughs> Scott Eastwood. He kind of even looked a bit like Paul Walker to me. I mean personally just a little bit i didn't see i i felt like they were just get, i felt like the rock had a lot more like yeah. just like personal screen time rather than just i'm tough all the time screen time yeah um they made his parentage a bit i mean the fact that he's a parent kind of relevant more so right. to the script in this one um i think so for my side of things and my perspective on the film i liked it more than i thought i was going to i think because I wasn't maybe as familiar with paul walker and the whole story of the furious you know fast and furious and stuff and when he passed away, it was sad, but I wasn't like, you know, maybe as heartbroken as a lot of people out there that were a big fan of him and a big fan of the movies. And so right. seeing the last movie, I actually felt coming out of this movie that the last one was a lot more just fun and kind of silly, whereas this one felt very serious at times, okay. especially with, you know, the twists that you were talking about and some of the elements of how that story plays out. Right. Um, the betrayal elements of him and trying to sort of move past like live in that world and be in this world of, you know, having betrayed his really close friends. And I, I made fun of this a lot, but the fact that they kept in every one of the, in the trailer was always family, you're going to betray family and family. And I'm like, <laughs> who's this family? family? Like, what doesn't even make any sense to me? But by the end of this movie, I really got a strong sense of, of what that was, you know? And you really got a sense that the characters weren't just like, they were going from like one ridiculous set piece to another, but that they were really dealing with the weight and the heaviness of sort of Dom's betrayal and, 
you know, going against who they were in this this group. And it really felt like at times it was difficult to watch right. in a good way. Like it was like, it's sad. That's really sad. I actually feel sad for those people, which is amazing because then you have these ridiculous moments where like cars are raining out of the sky yeah. and yep. you know, submarines are launching out of the water, <laughs> out of the, the ice and stuff. It's like, you know, you have these ridiculous moments and then you're still able to at times, sometimes in some ways, not overly so, but still connect with the characters yeah. in a deeper way, which was good for me. It felt very tonally focused. Um, and some of the action, especially the submarine thing, minus the submarine, um, I, I like, they took a page out of Mad Max, Fury Road. Yeah. And some of the visual stuff was really cool. Yeah. Um, if, if I want to start dipping down a little bit into some of the negatives, I'd say that they there was, especially at the end, I didn't think there was a problem until the end, I started noticing it. There yeah. was too much slow motion. The end felt draggy to me. It okay. felt like, and that, that was kind of the other problem that I had with the whole movie in and of itself is it felt a little slow. And okay. I know that you're like, well, what? It's got these ridiculous sons. You open with this kind of scene that's pretty cool it's got this amazing not amazing it's, but interesting it, race it's kind of a fun race right, it's a, a fun thing. race but it's over in like you know you've got like 10 not even 10 <laughs> minutes it's done and then really no big action happens again until about halfway through and then no big action then again happens until like the very end and then once that final sort of action set piece starts up you know with dom and the city and the football and everything like once that happens then it's pretty much just straight straight up action almost all the way through right but Prior to that, it's just a lot of kind of tension and there's like a minor scene where they like break in, but that's over in like two seconds. Yeah. So it's just kind of build up, build up, build up, slow burn. And it felt very like slow paced. So it felt like a little bit, maybe if they'd done a little bit more to kind of disperse the action throughout the film a little better. But Maybe. I didn't feel bored at all. um, That prison sequence was, I loved, I loved that. Like they're like banter. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was kind of funny the yeah. just the rock and and jason stay from that was a great uh, yeah i should i should give more consideration to that one i guess i wasn't really thinking too much about that fight scene i thought it was okay i thought it was kind of silly i guess that was it's silly though I, yeah I mean, <laughs> they're kind of like superheroes when the when he when the rock kicks somebody he flies into a wall <laughs> 20 so feet away like that. <laughs> i mean there's a scene where dom's in his car and i think he elbows his driver's door and it just like flies off and i'm like <laughs> you know you can't just do that right you have to like break the thing off you know there's so many scenes like that but you get used to that again that's kind of part of the world yeah it's part of the environment and it's like they can be ridiculous when they want to be and then there's other times where it's like well for some reason i can't be ridiculous because it's a comic book i feel like it's really kind of like a comic book more or like a cartoon yeah i could (laughs) see that i mean people can fall from like you know 30 stories and somehow survive because they hit just like the right partition of a building jutting out or something or you because know? they have muscle mass they have that's muscle crazy mass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was a fun fight i think i think that was kind of interesting and fun it just everything that was happening there i kind of knew exactly where it was going to go and right. i guess that's the whole movie you kind of know where that would be one of my other really big kind of faults at times is that it really did feel like okay i know exactly where this is going to go right i know these guys are gonna there was a bit of a suspense factor and just maybe they would maybe kill off one of the characters or yeah. something like that or yeah. one of these other characters like maybe this person or that person but we've gone through so many films now with them and they haven't really killed anybody off so right. it's, it's kind of getting to that point where it's like okay you need to maybe start shifting people in and out with some deaths or something right not that i want people to die in the movie or anything <laughs> but it that just removed a little bit of the suspense for me because you know when you've got these people doing these crazy over the top like get the guy can you know be underwater and jump out of the water on the side of a door you know a car door and somehow doesn't even get hurt by the i'm guessing the impact of breaking through the ice it's this real life know? dude yeah but like when you see characters let, well, hold on let me ask you this yeah 
Was it more grounded than the Smurfs? Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's two totally different kinds of movies, you know? Because one's a cartoon and- One's a cartoon. Not, yeah, one's a cartoon and one's more of an action. It wasn't, I would say, similarly grounded. Okay. I know that sounds <laughs> stupid, maybe, but if I had to compare, I'd say, yeah, they're about equal and as All far right. as groundedness. One's a kid's movie. This one's like a ridiculous over-the-top action movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all I'm saying is that, you know, if you, movies tend to, for me at least, when you get into a ridiculous over-the-top type action movie, if you go to the point where your characters are doing things that are so ridiculous so often, then it gets to the point where you feel like they're invincible. Right. And that's kind of what I was saying. And that's Dom. what it felt. Dom is invincible. He's I mean, invincible. Right. Yep. It felt like all of them are invincible. I mean, he's literally like explosions are like, you know, they could like suit, set off like a <laughs> nuclear bomb like 10 feet from the guy. And if he had a, he if served- he had a trash can, he could like duck inside of it. <laughs> or a and, refrigerator. Or a refrigerator. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. That, but that, so it made me feel after a certain point, And I think that's one of the reasons it felt so slow at times is because I recognized, okay, like these guys aren't going to die. This girl's not going to die. This person isn't, there's no, the only people that are going to die in this movie really are the bad people. Mm. You know what I mean? So then I'm just waiting for, to see how they ridiculously off this character or off that bad person. And that was kind of like the only highlight for me is seeing how they were going to kill certain characters. Right, right. Which sounds bad, but that's one of the reasons why these movies are kind of just turn your brain off. Let me, let me throw this out there real quick before, yeah. I, before I give a score. I yeah. will say this, and I don't normally notice things like this, but I did for some reasons, particularly in the opening like 20 minutes of the movie, I thought Michelle Rodriguez was actually really good. Um, she's not typically, like I don't yeah. normally like... I, she okay so normally in the first movie if you look at the first movie she's all scowls yeah the whole time right she's smiling in this one she's a little more happy she's smiling but and then, then she gets pissed and sad. i know i know yeah. right but more i thought sad, I'd say. she's she i think she played up she she played more like a real person than just a kind of scowling person Tough. i don't know it seemed i was like i was like this is kind of refreshing yeah. like she's smiling she's kind of like talking about just normal things and yeah I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that's that's really I had for it. But um, So let me say this. I liked, I think they did a better job fleshing out some of the characters in the story. Mm-hmm. So I like that. The Rock. Uh, yeah. The, well, you know, in, in, <laughs> in a sense, all the characters feel like I know them a little bit better now. You know, I felt like more connected. Instead of in the prior movie, it was really just set piece to set piece, crazy, ridiculous set piece to set piece. Right. And then their character would kind of come out throughout those set pieces. This one, they literally spent like, you know, a huge chunk of the first part of the movie just developing the characters. Right. So in a way, I kind of like that because I feel like I've gotten to know the characters a little more. And I do want to see where things go with them in the next coming movies. The bad as well, though. I really felt like the dialogue was just so bad at times. That's I mean, a, uh, yeah. I know, but and you can say that it is, but that's we're talking about the good <laughs> and the bad here, you know, and I'm just trying to give it a, a fair blanket review. And so the dialogue at times is just some of the silliest, I'm totally going to rate this thing higher than you, I think. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe. So the dialogue was pretty bad at times, as well as the plot really didn't, I mean, there was like the one little twist there. It wasn't bad, it felt focused, but it's not surprising. It wasn't like they were dwelling into these like twists and there was just, sort of at times like the whole like how does the god's eye work and why are they only putting it on one computer and how come she can do hack this person that way just by saying these things but you know they work for the federal government where they've got thousands of you know genius level hackers and they never be able to figure this out you know simple things like that that start to kind of fall apart when you look into them more but other than that for straight up just solid action movie with ridiculous over the top effects and some decent character development i liked it the special effects were really good yeah it never felt i never felt like oh that's super fake um, before I get my score on this, the uh, you see the the rock basically was Maui from Moana in that whole soccer sequence. 
I did. That was pretty funny. With I was the, like, he's, yeah, he's like being Maui right yeah. here. <laughs> but that, but they, see, that's one of the things where like it's kind of cute because yeah. it develops character, but at the same time, that's so unrealistic. Like no, <laughs> no person would realistically do that with a kid's team. I liked, but, I liked you know. him in that sequence. He's like the government guy's like, he's like, I like that. He's yeah. like, he's like, Hey, we need to do this. He's like, you're interrupting. Him. <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, it's a matter, matter of national security, yeah. sir. Not while I'm coaching soccer or whatever yeah. it was. Josie's a good dad. You know? Anyway. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this thing, um, an 82. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a B. Yeah. Um, I guess that'd be a B minus, huh? Yeah. But, um, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, not, it, it was basically everything I wanted it to be. It was cheesy, over the top, fun. I had a good time. Um, I did enjoy it. Then the last one I already explained mm -hmm. why, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I probably, I was, I was actually surprised on how dark they took it in, yeah. in that one spot in particular. That's mm -hmm. kind of spoilery and you know, you'll know it when it gets there, but, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, what would you throw this thing at? I would give it actually, surprisingly, probably around a seventy-nine eighty. Heyo. So yeah, maybe All a little right. higher than you were thinking. So yeah, kind of the B minus C plus range. You were you were like anticipating this on a level of like a four and a half or something last <laughs> week. I remember. I was. I was super <laughs> not excited for it. I, I the reason I'm ranking it as high as I would is because I I know that I went into it with some presuppositions myself. Okay. I was expecting it to be the same kind of silly tongue in cheek thing of the last movie. Right. And though it did still have those elements, like I said, it really played itself out for me at least to be much more of a a straightforward action film with at times right. some very ridiculous over the top type elements. But it really felt character driven much more than the prior films, and it really helped me get invested more in the world. And want to see where it goes. We're going to see more, dude. It made yeah. over $500 million this weekend. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the only other movie it was doing well right now was The Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that crossed a and, billion, yeah. actually. So, and that's... so this one's kind of topping the charts right now for the studios. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Cool. So with that then, why don't we move on to our next film, which uh, this is a film that, um, Matt, you did not unfortunately have a chance to check out. Correct. Uh, it's a limited release film, but I had the awesome opportunity to check this one out as a sneak preview that they were doing one of the theaters nearby me. And for whatever reason, I sometimes get emails saying like, hey, do you want to come check out the sneak preview? I guess. He's special. I'm special in that You're way. You're special, Joel. Somehow. Yeah. But uh, the film we are talking about is a film called Gifted. It is a film about a man named Frank, who is a single man raising his child, prodigy niece named Mary. And he's drawn into a custody battle with his mother. It's directed by Mark Webb, the 500 Days of Summer director, who probably a lot of people know. And The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Which, you know, some people don't like that one necessarily as much, but they do know him for that. Uh, it stars Chris Evans as Frank Adler. you got McKenna Grace as his uh, young niece, Mary Adler. His mom, Evelyn, who is played by Lindsay Duncan. And then I will mention Jenny Slate and Octavia Spencer. Uh, Jenny Slate plays a character named Bonnie, and Octavia Spencer plays a character named Roberta Taylor. But both of them are much more so kind of side characters to the main, you know, the main drive of the story. Cool. And so this was one of those films I had seen one preview for, and it looked good, but it didn't look like it was anything all that special to me. I think Chris Evans can be a good actor. Um, he's very effective, you know, in the Marvel films, and I've seen him do a number of different roles where I think he's a good job. He's done a good job at them. Um, but one of the biggest things for this type of film, obviously, because it's about a child prodigy type character, is the child actor. And so I've 
seen good child actors and bad child actors. And thankfully, this was one of the former. It was a good child actor. Um, she did a really good job. This character, this girl McKenna, I think she'll probably have a lot more roles in the future. And I'm hoping she doesn't get pegged too strongly in this whole because there's this tendency in the industry that like if a kid actor does one role really well, then they kind of get pegged as doing that type of role. They get very much typecast. Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel. Yeah. I mean, you got a, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, the kid from Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, yeah. I mean, and he was in the similar types of films all the way through. And so it's very hard for kid actors to kind of break out into a different type of role. But I will also say there isn't a whole lot of really significant big roles very often for studio films for kid actors. You know what I mean? Most of the time, there's it's mostly a young adult to an adult flavored type film. So it's it's not like... It's not like we just, there would be more kid films, more kids in films if there was just more kid actors. They just don't make a ton of films with a lot of really strong roles for kids. Right. So she did a great job, though. I thought she nailed it and sold it very much as this child that plays. So the story, and I won't, I'm not going to spoil too many elements of it, but the story kind of plays out that Chris Evans has, in a way, adopted this his niece from his sister who had committed suicide. And she was this, his sister was this very intelligent mathematician who was studying and working to make this like significant breakthrough with this formula. So there's these different mathematical formulas that and kind of or theories, theorems, I'm not exactly sure the term that I would use at the moment, but they exist out there and she was trying to prove it. She was trying to create a proof for that. And she was doing good work at it. And then at some point she kind of just lost it and mm. killed herself. And so uh, it sets up a situation where Chris Evans is with McKenna and Chris Evans is kind of jaded in a lot of ways. Okay. And I'm not going to go too into the reasons why he's jaded, but he plays this kind of like upset at the situation that was surrounding his sister. And he doesn't really like this idea of treating his his niece as like this really intelligent child project. He wants her to just be a little girl and to experience things like a little girl and to be able to have friends and go to, you know, Girl Scouts and soccer and everything like that. Whereas his mom, who comes into the picture... Um, the 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 action that sort of enacts everything and kind of moves it forward is that um, Chris realizes that he was because he was home tutoring her, he was teaching her at home. He realizes that he's kind of given her all the information that he can, and he wants her to start to get used to being around kids and experiencing life. And so he enrolls her in a public school, but she very quickly proves herself to be <laughs> this child prodigy, and right. she kind of stands out from the rest. And Jenny Slate, who, um, I will say, I, you know, I've seen her in some things that I thought she was. Um, okay, Parks and Rec was like I think the biggest role that I've seen her in that I thought she was pretty funny in. Um, but for the most part, I'm not seen her in too many other things that I'm like love her at. I felt like she was a bit of a weak point in this film for okay. me. I don't feel like she really she didn't really fit the role to me. Okay, the look of her, the voice. She's got a very distinct voice. It's kind of raspy, very right? Raspy. It's a kind of high. It's very raspy, and then she kind of and I have a high right. voice too, so don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I can. I might know more. My voice can go pretty high up there too, but uh, but it didn't really fit. Like she didn't really. I I I don't know. So I just felt like maybe that was kind of like a little bit of a miscasting there slightly. But Octavia Spencer nails it. She is the property manager at this uh, home that Chris Evans is renting. And so she's super well connected to McKenna and she really cares about her story and they kind of, he babysits her and everything. Yeah. When doesn't she nail it? You know, I don't know, man. She's she's a great actress. And and Lindsay comes in at Evelyn, sorry, Evelyn, Lindsay Duncan's character, Evelyn, um, the mother of uh, Chris Evans and the grandmother for Mary, uh, McKenna Grace's character. She comes in after she gets enrolled in public school and Jenny Slade basically realizes that this young girl is super intelligent and they want to enroll her in these really advanced courses or, actually get her to go to another school 
and get her a scholarship to to learn at this much higher end kind of a fast right. track to be much more successful and Chris Evans is like I appreciate it I don't want it so then his mother ends up getting involved who is very much a big factor in his sister's life and pushing her to become as successful as she was as a mathematician and a and a prodigy and everything prodigy not prodigy prodigy, prodigy as well <laughs> yeah and so um, that's where all the drama kind of comes from is this kind of custody type situation starts brewing between Chris Evans and Lindsay's character. So Frank and Evelyn are kind of battling over right. what's best for um, for Mary. And um, they kind of build the whole thing around like who's going to end up with custody, which school is she going to go to? Is she going to be allowed to experience this life and of a child or not? And I felt like the thing that was so awesome about this movie is it it just felt very honest. It didn't ever feel like they were doing anything to purely manipulate for an emotional appeal. Okay. There was definitely emotional moments, yeah. um, especially later on in the story when you're getting to like the, the third act and the, the very end, but it never felt manipulative. It always felt very honest. And being somebody that's worked a lot with you know foster kids and foster situations, it felt very realistic as to how that custody situation, the right. custody battle would took place. And there's court hearings and it felt very realistic as to like how those court hearings would go. And so that was very good to me and it felt very honest. And there was even moments where you would just have, you know, Frank and Mary and they would just be like on the beach and they would just be hanging out or they would just be spending mm. time. And you really got a sense that they were very close to each other. It didn't, it really felt like they were related. It really felt like he was kind of her caretaker. He was her uncle. And there's this really sweet kind of bonding between them, yeah. you know, which makes it so much the worse when things start to kind of go awry when his mother gets involved. Right. So... No, and that's, I mean, that's good to know. I mean, a lot of that stuff that's presented in, in the trailers for yeah. it, it seems very straightforward. Yeah. Um, there's not like a lot of big twists and turns, I would imagine. No, I mean, yes and no. There are some twists. Okay. And that's the cool thing about it is you kind of are, it is a bit suspenseful in the sense that, and like not action, like who's going to die, but like what's going to happen here? Because <laughs> you don't really know what's going to happen. And his mother is a very demanding personality, kind of manipulative at times. She wants the best. Right. And that was the other thing that was really good. It felt like the characters were good and bad. They didn't have just, they weren't just like this blanket, like Chris Evans' character wasn't just like, well, I'm just right about everything and everything is, and I'm just perfect. And she wasn't like, well, she's just evil and she's bad. Now she had, and I think this is very relatable, like everybody has probably maybe even a family member or somebody in their life that they recognize is like, that person is just, has these kind of warped ideals. Like they just, they're a good person, but they right. just, they look at things wrongly and they push people in the wrong direction because they're, you know, maybe they're very driven or something like that. And it just felt like that was happening here. Is it, it all like uh, Sigourney Weaver in A Monster Calls? I never saw that. Yeah, so. you did? No, I didn't. Oh, yes, I did. You yeah, did? What are you I talking did. about? Yeah, it's like one of our different. favorite movies. Yes. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, yeah but it, okay. I felt like Sigourney Weaver's character was a lot more... She she wasn't as intelligent as this right. character is. She wasn't as driven to achieve okay. these. But yes, very much like a, she kind of wants it a certain way. She 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 demands things be done in a certain proper format. Um and it, it comes out through over the course of the script, you really get, everybody has their own little story arc. Yeah. Which is nice. And you feel like everything kind of wraps up nicely and it comes together in a very beautiful and an emotionally fulfilling way. And it's one of those, what's one of these films right now that you kind of wish they would make more films like this? It doesn't really have an agenda. Right. It really is just talking to you about the importance of, you know, family and yeah. how to live your life and experience life. Like in the, the fate of the furious and yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a very family focused podcast. Okay. Today, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. McKenna Grace. Yeah. Who plays a little girl. Yes. Um, I actually watched designated survivor 
and she's on that. Mm. I had never seen her in before until designated survivor. And then I was like, wow, she's in gifted too. So she's good in that. Um, the, the biggest problem I know with you is when, and and it is with me too, because when I noticed (laughs) that I know it was bad, I I mentioned this, I talked about it in prison break. Um, with a little kid um, who just says lines and kids don't talk like that. But in this instance, she's kind of a genius. So does it warrant more complex or more uh, intelligent conversation? It does. I think they handled it perfectly because in my mind, they they pegged it correctly that she is a very intelligent person. She knows a lot of facts. She knows a lot of information. She's she's able to process things very quickly, Mm -hmm. but she's still and has the emotional presence of a child of that age okay so she still cries over little things she still freaks out over little things she gets really excited she likes enjoying like singing karaoke and doing little kid things and watching kids cartoons and stuff like you know so she's she's got a lot of intelligence there but she still has an emotional level that would be fitting for that person and so that was i was able to access it now if she had been like you know super intelligent she'd been like correcting all the adults and saying all these things and she'd also like enjoyed reading you know, war and peace. And, you know <laughs> and what I did mean? the she, laundry and then did all the dishes right. and had and fun doing it. She doesn't like hanging out with kids her age, not because, not because she's like, well, I'm not their age or because she's like, think that she's like above them, mm-hmm. but just because she feels like they're kind of stupid. And right. It's true. I mean, yeah. you know, kids her age and for, I was that age and I did stupid things, you know, unless if you're a genius, then you kind of feel like, and I think for a person like her, she's going to have to deal with that throughout her life. Right. You know, but even in approaching adults, you would see it how, like at times she was very shy and she would have that shyness to her personality like a kid would, you know, in different sets of circumstances. And she doesn't process things. She's like, she processes things like a kid. Like there's a moment where she's having to kind of prove her intelligence Mm -hmm. to this teacher and the teacher does something to kind of try and trick her and she doesn't deal with it. She deals with like what a kid would. And I don't want to spoil how that goes, but she's like, yeah, that's that. And the teacher's like, oh, because she's treating it like a kid would and he's looking at her like an adult. And so... It, it was a good film. I really enjoyed it. I think weaknesses, if there were any, is that, um, I mean, the music was good, but it wasn't like, it didn't like seal the day. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, best soundtrack of all time. Um, cinematography wise, visually wise, it was okay. It was good. It was okay. effective, but it wasn't like I was just stunned and in awe of the visual style of the film. It felt kind of like a, just a standard, like a very standard way to shoot something like this, but in a good way. It was very fitting. It felt yeah. like, the camera was more just there to kind of just show you the stuff as it was happening. Um, I think you guys have mentioned as well, unfortunately for me, Jenny Slate's character just was not, every time I saw her on screen, she just felt very off to me. Yeah. And she's kind of an, she's a, she's an, uh, she acts like an odd person in a lot of the stuff that she's in. I think that's a lot to do with her voice. Probably. But you know, so she was trying to be a very normal person in this and I could have just seen maybe somebody else doing it. But uh, yeah. So, any other thoughts or questions? No, about? that's cool. I, I want to check it out. I think Chris Evans is actually a pretty good dramatic actor yeah. uh, when it calls for it. And outside of just being Captain America, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. it's really cool to see a little bit of uh, diversity from from him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to check it out whenever whenever I get a chance to see it. I don't know if it's, it's yeah, it's not wide release yet, right? So No, they did a limited release, and I don't know where it's playing, obviously, by whoever's listening here, but I would definitely, you know, Check it out on Fandango or something like that. Cool. See where it might be playing. So I'm going to rate this on a 1 to 100 scale, A to F. I'm going to actually give this one a A minus. Oh, snap. So it's a pretty high one for me. That's awesome. I really enjoyed it. I would really suggest if you get a chance to get out there, if, you, if you're if you wanting something that kind of is uh, just 
fun and nice, and it's got some emotional depth to it. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to break you over the coals, but uh, it's going to have some good stuff to it. I would definitely suggest checking this one out. Right. Yeah. Awesome. It's cool. really awesome. All right. Well, then that, I guess, is going to wrap things up on the podcast here for us, right, Matt? Wrapping it up. Yeah. So, again, some good ways to get connected to us. Uh, if you want to check us out on our website, that's realreviewmedia.com, and we're always posting really awesome stuff up there. You can also check us out on our Facebook on our Twitter, on our Instagram. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. You can also find us, like I said, on the Instagrams and the Twitters, which is at realreviewmedia. Real is spelled R-E-E-L, as always. Yeah. Fishing real. And you can check out, uh, you can send us an email, I should say, rather, at realreviewmedia at gmail. Or a telegram. A telegram, yeah. Maybe you thought Fast and Furious was... The best thing ever. Or if you if you missed our pager, if you missed our pager from last week, yeah, I'd love to get some opinions out there on Cadbury eggs. Maybe somebody's got a an ingredients breakdown. Let me know if there's any actual. If there's actual egg. egg in the Cadbury. That would egg. be very odd. I'd be very surprised if there was. It seems very dangerous to include that, but considering how like, those probably sit on the shelf for how long. You know, yeah, years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cool. So uh, it was great being with you guys, and uh, check out all the stuff we've got going on online, as mentioned. So anything more, Matt? No, that's it. Awesome. Well, then, it's been real. It's been real.